Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. And today we are sponsored by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. I'm joined today on our topic by Jason Hurtis, Caterpillar's global market professional for quarry and aggregates, and also Sam Meeker, Caterpillar's dozer and track loader specialist. Gentlemen, it's great to have you here today. The topic for our class today, or our workshop, I should call it, it almost feels like that, is how do we get the maximum value on equipment when we're doing a trade-in? Um, you know, Jason, you and I have actually, I think we've talked about the leasing, the advantages of leasing and buying, that type of thing over the years. But when a contractor is preparing to perhaps look at a trade-in, what can they what can they do to maximize as much value out of that piece of equipment on the trade-in as possible? Well, I think the first thing is to use some type of off-board telematics. You know, if it, they're using VisionLink from Caterpillar or, or another type of system um, that tracks all the maintenance, the hours, um, has all the maintenance records that can be all housed in one spot, that's the very first simplest step to maximize the trade-in value because a, a dealer can easily look that up and see how the machine was used, where it was located, the average fuel consumption, things like that. And know, well, it's, it's idled for a while, so I can kind of take that out of the equation because it hasn't been worked hard, et cetera. So using some type of fleet management system, telematics, um, to monitor and maintain the machine, I think, is important. Yeah, and, and the record of the telematics, what's an advantage for that? What kind of value does that bring on that trade-in then? I don't mean dollar-wise, but why is that telematics so critical? Well, it's it's critical because it gives the, the dealer that's taken the trade-in kind of the history of the machine itself. Yeah. So, again, back to just fuel consumption. You know, if they know the lifetime fuel consumption, they know how much fuel has been put through the injectors. Right. So they know how the fuel system you know, what the life of the fuel system is and powertrain, undercarriage, you know, when when the undercarriage was maintained, how it was maintained, that mm-hmm. can all be told from telematics and that all increases the trading value. I got it. You know, Sam, in one of our, our previous podcasts, we talked about the what we call the ABCs uh, when we're looking at dozers. And I know that, and you know better than I do, of course, that, you know, as a contractor upgrades their own work or the complexity or the difficulty of their work, they sometimes will need a larger size dozer or um, any other piece of equipment. But the bottom line is, what do you think that is helpful for your contractors that you deal with when they're looking at a trade-in? How do, how do they maximize that, that value? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't have ABCs for this one, but, uh, but I'll, give <laughs> okay. you a, I'll give you a C. Uh, and that's clean. Uh, um, you know, when I, I buy a little equipment for the farm and whatnot as well, too. And uh, there's there's a couple things that I look at all the time. And one is for sure clean, right? Inside and out. Mm-hmm. Make sure that things are, uh, you know, tidied up and, and repaired a little bit. If you've, you've got a piece of sheet metal that's that's ripped, yeah, go ahead and get a new one, right? You know, and get that on there. Make it look nice. Mm-hmm. Um, inside the tractor, uh, make sure that things are clean, swept out a little bit. Take a few minutes with a bottle of cleaner and, and just wipe stuff down and make it nice and clean. That's That'll be your C. But let me give you a couple others that I look at as well, too. And, and this is related to what Jason was talking about. SOS samples, mm-hmm. right? If you've got oil samples and compartment samples from all of those compartments on that machine, that is uh, obviously administered by the dealer in most cases um, through uh, through some of the uh, the CVA customer value agreement programs that we have, but those SOS samples are invaluable to to give a dealer 
and or that next purchaser of that equipment a little bit of a snapshot of the health of the compartments and the components on that machine. So what's SOS stand for? Does it have... SOS, sorry, yes, scheduled oil sampling, Ah. scheduled oil sampling. Yeah. yeah, so uh, so SOS is a, is a program Caterpillar's had for, oh, geez, it's probably been 25, 30, 40 years. It's, uh, it's forever. Mm. But what they'll do is uh, at service time, right, every 250 or 500 hours or so on that machine, you're going to go ahead and pull those samples out of the different compartments. And, and say on a dozer, you know, you've got your engine oil, you're going to have your hydraulic oil, uh, you're going to have a final drive oil on each side, right. typically a coolant uh, as well, too. And uh, they take those samples into the lab and analyze them, and they can tell what particles are in the samples. So, for example, my engine oil, if I've got, you know, some iron particles in there, then I know I'm wearing out some of my iron components in the engine. Um, If I find that you can find coolant in the engine basically through an SOS sample as well, too. And then I know I might have a head gasket problem or Mm -hmm. maybe an oil cooler problem. So... uh, those uh, those sample results then get put into that my.cat.com or that product link data portfolio so that when you take a look at that piece of equipment, you've got all of that information in one spot. Not only your usage, as Jason was talking about there, usability, uh, utilization, uh, the fuel burn, but now you've also got some of those service records in there as well, too, so you can get a little picture of what that tractor is invaluable information as you're trading in a piece of equipment for sure one of the things you know and one things i've you know jason and again you you and i've probably spent more time in in the studios on podcasts than i know sam and i have but for both of you guys one of the things i really appreciate about the caterpillar professionals is that you guys when we've done these podcasts we're not really talking about only caterpillar we're talking about equipment in general do you see this as much on other you know, I'm not asking you to talk about specific brands, but other manufacturers of equipment. This is really true across the board, isn't it, what we're talking about? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, all manufacturers have some type of off-board telematics. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as the SOS sampling, I think the Caterpillar labs, at least in my experience, are far superior to anybody else's labs. I know when I worked for another manufacturer, I would take my oil samples to the cat lab because they were faster and I'd get the report right then and there. But most manufacturers, you know, have something to monitor their machines right. and to gauge the maintenance and, and the life of the machines. And if they don't, you need to either ask for that to mm. be provided right. or make sure that you find a, a third party to protect your machine, you protect your fleet and your assets. It kind of seems to me like, uh, you know, as, as, I, as I look into, uh, you know, the ag industry that I'm involved in somewhat and also into uh, some of the un- other industries, trucking and things like that. They're just not as good as uh, as religious about things like oil samples, in my opinion, yeah. as as we are at Caterpillar and in the construction industry in general. I think I think we expect our machines to last longer. They're in harsher environments, right. and so we we do a little better job of taking care of them and and doing that prognostic uh, type of work. Well, you're bringing up something. I, I kind of wanted to 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 ask somewhere in this podcast. Maybe now's a good time. I've heard it said, and I think I've actually probably been lectured or in a good way by Jason and, and Lonnie even over the years, that perhaps when you purchase a piece of equipment that you really need to have in the back of your mind, you need to have sort of a, how a, a how maybe how long will I keep this piece of equipment? B, if I am going to keep it for an X amount of time, you know, obviously there'll be a trade-in or a sell time at, at some point. 
I should be thinking about some of those things up front, even when I begin to use that equipment. Would, would both can both you guys comment to that? Yeah, I think that's a that's definitely something to to try to keep an eye on. And um, you know, and as as I would think about that in terms of uh, you know even tires and undercarriage, right? If I'm going to pick up a you know a, another dozer or wheel loader or you know even skid steer, mm-hmm. and and I expect to you know all right it needs a new undercarriage, I'm going to go ahead and put that undercarriage on it. And then um, as I use that tractor, I'm going to say to myself, okay, look, I know this undercarriage is going to last 6,000 hours, so I want to put three or 4,000 on it and still have a reasonable amount of undercarriage left in that machine before I let that go. I, right. You know, you don't want to turn it in with, as we call them, rusty tires, uh, you know, bald, uh, bald enough that the, right. uh, that the wire, be, the wire showing through, you know, you, you want to make sure you've got enough on the, enough on there so that that next operator, next owner can take a look at that and, yeah. and see that they have a little value left in there. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of planning ahead that life cycle of that tractor. Jason, add to that, because I know you've talked about the importance of, you know, checking undercarriage and that type of thing. What, what else might be some thoughts that you could share? Well, you need to look at, you know, the first life and then the second life, if there is a second life mm-hmm. and second life being, you know, I'm going to rebuild it. I'm going to, you know, upgrade it and then run it again for its normal 10,000, 12,000 hour life, or I'm going to move it into a secondary application mm-hmm. or I'm going to use it for its first life. And then I'm going to trade it out to upgrade to a new machine or upgrade to new technology um, that's available in the marketplace. Um, and again, as we mentioned, Brad, technology really started to pivot the market. Yeah. How fast technology moves on the machines, what's available on the machines. I see a lot of contractors, you know, trading equipment more frequently now to try to keep up with, you know, the technology, the safety features, everything that's coming on, on the newer machines more than what they've done in the past. Um, you know, emissions are behind us for right now. So, you know, that part of it is, is beyond us. And now it's more technology and keeping the latest and greatest machines in their particular fleet. One thing I'd like to add that Sammy kind of touched on is making sure you have things left. Mm. And one thing not to overlook that you might want to make sure you have left is warranty. Yes. You know, if you have a, a year of extended warranty or 1,500 hours of warranty and you trade prior to that time. Right. Uh, that's valuable. That's an excellent point. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, that, that really was no, struck with it. No, I was really struck with that because I think you're absolutely right that that, that contractors in the, in the heat of the battle and decisions they're trying to make to grow their business, they don't always even consider that. So pl- please add to that. And then Sam, I'll give you the last word on that topic. You know, if you can gauge it or you can judge it so that you do trade it in with a, with some type of warranty left on it, that helps the dealer, that protects the dealer. And mm-hmm. You know, the second market or customers that are looking for used machine, that gives them a peace of mind. And a lot of times they're willing to pay a little bit more for that machine that has another year or two years of extended warranty to, to bridge the gap for them mm-hmm. than they would be for a machine that's completely exhausted the warranty, doesn't have maintenance records, etc. That's a great point. Sam, anything you want to add before we uh, maybe close down? Yeah, it's it's that peace of mind. You're you're exactly right there, Jason. It's it's the idea that you know that that tractor when it goes to that next uh, that next owner, they're looking for something that they can get in and run. Right? You know, they, nobody's nobody's looking for a, a repair bill. Uh, they're not going to purchase a machine looking for a repair bill. They're looking for something to get in, run, get a little bit of value out of. Even if they can look at that and say, ah, you know, it looks like maybe a year down the road, a thousand hours from now, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to do this, this, and this. 
but at least they can get in and run that thing. And that's and that's where all this stuff kind of comes together, right? Product link, vision link data, those SOS samples, you know, all of that stuff coming together with the warranty, uh, you know, the, the decent amount of cutting edge and bucket tooth and, and uh, you know, all that ready to go so they can take that tractor out and, and get some work done with it. So uh, to me, that's, you know, that's a great way to look at it is, is, uh, is, is you know, make it, make it appealing to that next owner right. so that they feel like they can get some value out of it and you know really made the right decision. Yeah. Boy, if you've been listening to this, I hope you've been taking notes. And <laughs> if you couldn't keep up, you may want to listen to this podcast again. Great guy. Great job, uh, Sam and Jay's. I really appreciate you. If you're listening to this, please go to, uh, to caterpillar.com or the four construction pros.com and, and, and go back and look at some of the archived topics that we've addressed and talked over the years. It could be a real help to you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And again, from the group of us that were here for the Contractor's Best Friend podcast, have a great year. Find more helpful information from cat experts on cat.com on the tips, tech, and tools expert page. <laughs>